ladies and gentlemen of the spectral universe welcome to the very first episode of the unnamed podcast starring me brian aka briny poo aka paradox and my two delicious cousins hello gentlemen how's it going man this is tim Yo, what's up, bro? It's Ryan Poo, a.k.a. Ryan Lyon. A.k.a. Fucknut, as we like to a- call him in the family. <laughs> a.k.a. Negrita. I would like to give you a small description on what this podcast is about. It is a spur-of-the-moment type of thing. Like I said before, we don't have a name for it yet. Hopefully, we can come up with that before episode two. But this podcast is a free-form comedic podcast that covers the juiciest thickest of topics topics such as current trends music internet culture video games weed spooky occurrences dreams and so much more as of now there is truly no rhyme or rhythm to it and that's just how we like it am i right fellas oh yeah doggy oh yeah that's a chocolate voice that's a chocolatey voice by the way ladies and gentlemen get used to the chocolatey voice that is something that we tend to do a lot of the times baby oh yeah (laughs) but uh you're probably wondering why we decided to start a podcast well obviously we are in a quarantine with the rest of this fucked up world so what else is there to do besides jack off and start a podcast now i am aware that some of you including my two hosts are currently listening to this with their dicks in their hands fellas can you please put that Vienna sausage away so we can proceed. This big Schmied is just out of control. Yes, I, I've heard that that dude is packing. Fortunately, somebody in our family was blessed with that. Am I right, Ronnie Poo? <laughs> He's packing. We ain't talking fudge. <laughs> Bro, you're scraping walls with that fucking thing. I wish, man. Anyway, uh, let's give a short introduction of who we are. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and start off first. Um, I am a chill fuck who doesn't take anything serious. The kind of guy who will drop a 9-11 joke on 9-12. Granted, I was only 11 at the time. We will never forget. Um, I live in a small, secluded town, balls deep in the desert. Hundreds of miles away from civilization. A place where the most interesting thing to see are the crackheads who roam the streets like they're extras for The (laughs) Walking Dead. I'm also a gaming DJ who likes to make stupid YouTube videos and silly TikToks. I know, I'm a little too old for that shit, but basically, I'm one of those millennials the boomers fear the most. However, Grandma, I can fix your Facebook app on your tablet. Uh, And you fellas, go ahead and introduce yourself to our wide audience over here. Yeah, man, I'll go next. So, I I guess you could say I'm an ex-military fuck. I was in the Navy for about five years uh, after I got out of high school. Made a failed attempt at college because I couldn't stop fucking partying. And basically my choice was to be a scumbag or join the military. So I decided to sign my soul away and join the Navy for five years. And it was it a was pretty cool experience. I have a lot of fun stories from that. And um, ended up moving to Portland, Oregon after I separated from the military. And got a job in pharmaceuticals, so my life is pretty trippy, and I got a lot of, a lot of trippy experiences to t- talk about for sure. 
All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, I'm Ryan Elaney, and I guess everyone should know that we're all cousins, and we're all from that same small little shitty town. Um, but it's a shit town with a lot of good people, I think. Um, but yeah, like fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably like 15, fifteen good people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's a lot in Clovis, though. Well, twelve after the uh, pandemic, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I pretty much wasn't doing shit for the longest while. I went to try to do college, and that didn't really happen to work out. And um, I ended up moving out here to Portland with Tim, um, who just got out of the Navy. And now I'm out here doing the damn thing, besides being um, in the middle of this whole pandemic situation and not doing a damn thing for the time being, at least. Um, But yeah, um, I'm pretty excited to start this little podcast, though. I'm I'm very excited myself. Two things, by the way, that you fellas forgot in regards to Tim. Tim taught me that karma does not exist. This motherfucker should be either in jail or dead from the shit <laughs> that he's been through and done to others, including myself. Yet he's living his best life. But I love you, and I'm glad things worked out for you. Ronnie <laughs> Pooh has the most sausage-like fingers. Actually, they're more like hot dogs, if you ask me. But, you know, he gives the greatest handshakes ever um rest in peace to that though because i'm no longer shaking hands due to this whole (laughs) corona bullshit and to be honest i'm actually if there's one thing about this whole corona thing that i'm excited about is the death of handshakes because i don't know about you fellas but i am just completely and horribly awkward with handshakes i always go for the wrong hand gesture and things get awkward for me really quick i was never a fan of handshakes yeah never dude yeah, what do you fucking do? <laughs> I'm always back and forth on it. Especially if their hands are wet and juicy. You just got to act like nothing happened and then just kind of wipe it off on your pants. Too often have I touched a juicy fingers. <laughs> and then who knows like how recently a lot of these motherfuckers jacked off. And it's like, am I, am I touching their dick sweat via hand contact or what's going on here? You're taking fate's cock right into your hands right there. Yes. Um, and another thing is I... I always tend to go for like a, a mixed mashup where let's say I'm going for a fist bump and they're going for a handshake and oh, midway fuck. through the motion, we both see each other's hands and we switch. So I'll switch to a hand gesture and then they'll form into a fist. And then eventually I'll just put my hand around their fist and move it up and down. <laughs> all awkward. Has that ever happened to you fellas? No, Don, I don't commit. Whenever, whenever shit gets awkward, I bail. I just go, <clears throat> Oh, yeah. See, that's good. I'm like, no, this is done. It's over. (laughs) We had our chance. (laughs) That's good, dude. And then you both go to the other side of the party and just don't talk to each other for the rest of the night. We'll turn red and just fucking walk away. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm definitely glad that handshakes are a thing of the past. Um, But, you know, in regards to this coronavirus, um, what the fuck, right? What, what What do you guys think of all this shit that's going on? This shit's fucking historic man there's no other word for it it's fucking unprecedented a historic fuck fest i got a question for you fellas why is it hard like what in the holy mother of ass is so hard about staying home why cannot why can't these fuck nuts just stay home what's so hard about that i say that with peace and love but this shit's not gonna stop if you're still going out and smoking blunts with your your fellow thoughts you know what i mean Definitely, I, I think as a thought, though, I kind of sympathize with 
with that whole mindset a little bit. And just to say that it's it's just like after a certain point, how many people are going to die from the shutdown itself before it's worth it to continue this shit? You know, like the economic collapse is seriously going to kill people. Bro, it's a fuck fest that's unprecedented unprecedented like i've never seen anything like this and i doubt we'll see any see anything like this in the future well honestly i'm not gonna say that because things just keep getting worse i mean we're facing a dystopian future but i digress um one thing i do hate about uh well before i get get there do you guys wear face masks when you go out in public i haven't been you haven't been no i do have i do if i'm going specifically to a store of any kind if i'm gonna go to any kind of store, I'll I'll wear a face mask right before I walk in. But outside, walking the dog, no. Oh yeah, and that makes sense. If you're outside, that's perfectly fine in my opinion. But I gotta say, I hate how my iPhone doesn't recognize me with a mask on. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Having to unhook it from one ear yeah. to expose my ghoulish face is such a first world problem. But it still bothers me to this day. <laughs> it makes you miss the finger recognition, but. Yeah, so gone. So much for that. But uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite the uh, quite the experience. Fortunately, I've kind of been um, a homebody, so it really hasn't affected me too much. Yeah, fortunately, same for me. I have an incredibly large back catalog of games I can play through. That's you're gonna say, Ballsack. <laughs> <laughs> Ballsack, I can play with while I <laughs> lock behind the doors. I have an incredibly large ball sack. Oh no, no! I've, I'm I've been blessed. cursed in that area as well. So, you know. <laughs> You're cursed with the big ball thing. I've been cursed with a, a, a tiny little penny pouch. But um, <laughs> let's continue, uh, fellas. Um, what are some podcasts that you guys have listened to that inspired you to do this with me? Um, I think I... you go ahead, Ryan. I would say I think um, obviously one of the best podcasts that we've been listening to lately is Bad Friends with Bobby Lee and oh, Andrew Santino. Yeah. Love it. That shit's so fucking funny. So fucking good. What else is on your uh, on your list of podcasts you go through weekly? Um, the Burt cast is pretty good. Your mom's house. Anything from that network is always tight. Uh, Dr. Drew and all that. Um, I've been liking um, Riffin with Griffin, actually. Eric Griffin. So he's been pretty cool. Um. But you know, just all the all the typical stuff. Tiger Belly, um, Bill Burt. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I, I kind of got the same ones that you mentioned. Tiger Belly and Bad Friends are the pinnacle of podcasts for me. I am obsessed with Bobby Lee. Um, I also really enjoy the official podcast, Legion yes. of Skanks, the Gus and Eddie podcast. Both of, all of oh, those, yes. pretty much. You told me about Tim last time you visited, and I love them. Damn, um, you guys just checked off all my boxes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure I have some. I really enjoy uh, Supernatural with Ashley Flowers, the girl from Crime Junkies, which I really? also enjoy. I do. I enjoy it. And then Sword and Scale. Yeah, Sword and Scale is great. I don't know about you fellas, but I really enjoy true crime podcasts. And I was wondering why, and I think I figured out why I like them. Are you considering con- committing a true crime? <laughs> No, like, um, well, eventually, like <laughs> eventually, like maybe in like a decade or so. Yeah. Once it doesn't matter anymore. You Once know? it doesn't matter. You know, things, it kind of matters now. But uh, anyway, I figured <laughs> the reason why I like true crime podcast 
because there's nothing like listening to a podcast about a deranged mother brutally slaughtering her children to make you realize, you know what? Things aren't so bad on my end right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, for sure, man. For I mean, sure, dude. I th- I think I can relate to that because, like, same thing when you watch like my six hundred pound life or some shit like that, or even you know that ninety day fiance. Yeah. Like, people that are like kind of, I hate to say it, but like kind of sad. It's like you feel a little bit better. It's like at least I'm not there yet. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, it just it makes things a lot easier on my end. So I think that's one reason why I like them. Um. It used to be really funny, though, because I used to be a merchandiser and I was always in the stores working around customers and I would just be, you know, working, doing my thing. And a customer would walk by and I would just be sitting there working, just covered in sweat with tears in my eyes because I'm listening to a sword and scale about, say, a child who brutally murdered his mother with a hammer and then fucked her dead body. And I'm just sitting there panting, breathing hard, trying to work and the. The customer is looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong, wrong with this guy? guy? Yeah. Like having an emotional reaction. Emotional mess, dude. And, you know, wow. all, all the product I was putting out was covered in my sweat as well. So I had to get out of there. <laughs> so now I'm behind the scenes, still covered in sweat and tears while I listen to these horrible things. But it's still very interesting to me. Um, but, yeah, a lot of, a lot of those podcasts are the reason why i decided to give it a shot also huge huge shout out to uh hakan on the salt cast who gave me my very first opportunity to do a podcast and um i did that a couple weekends ago and it was fucking fantastic and that's one of the reasons why we're here today i must say i have to say that i listened to that just two nights ago and you guys have great chemistry and i honestly can't wait to hear you guys you know, kind of interact together again, and maybe you with some of the other boys on the salt cast. So, I think that'd be really fun to hear another round with, because I was laughing my ass off listening to you guys. Dude, it was it was great, and we actually recorded another episode last week, but he never uploaded it. I don't know it. It wasn't as good as the first one, and uh, we had one of the other fellows on there, and it was kind of all over the place. So I'm thinking that's why he didn't upload it. But uh, either way, it'd be really cool to get him on here as well. I'm sure he wouldn't mind doing it. He's a fantastic dude who's just all about the art. So yeah. I think I think he'd like to come on here and share some conversations with us. How do you know him? I uh, I met him at the call center, which was like a fucking circus there. I mean, you met the most ridiculous kind of people there. I mean, I met Ray there for fuck's sake. Shout out to Ray. Um, I also met like the sassiest of divas there. Um, <laughs> there there was a convicted child molester there there's just all kinds of people it was like the real world but um yeah that place eventually got shut down because it was a little too much to handle you know what i mean yeah was i think that, you're... that lolita express island or what where the fuck was that bro it was it was kind of it was like to the left of mordor like <laughs> right when you're entering mordor you t- you take a sharp left and there's just this call center deep in the in the mountains, the mountain of doom. But um, what have you got? Uh, let's go ahead and switch subjects there. Uh, what have you guys been up to during this lockdown? You know, honestly, it hasn't changed what I would be doing anyway normally, which is it's pretty much playing video games, you know, fucking hanging out with Brian and East over at their place, going fucking hiking, you know. It hasn't really changed what I do anyway, so video games, hiking, outdoor shit. What have you been playing? Oh, man. 
I am fucking balls deep in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, what do you think about it? It is a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10, man. It's hard to get better than that. Like, it's it's probably not a 10. It's probably like a 9.8 out of 10. You could probably get better than that, but it's fucking good. Yeah. It's like almost too realistic. Like, it's there's more detail in that game than real fucking life. It's one of the few games where you can be good or evil where I'm like, I can't actually be evil because it fucking hurts me. It's like, I feel sad. I've been a good cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I beat that a few months back. I got that right when it came out, and I was playing it with uh, some of Alicia's cousins who were visiting from Phoenix. And her cousin was like, is this the Oregon Trail too? I'm like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> needless Pretty to say, much. I, needless, yeah. I kicked that bitch out. And she slept on the streets that night. <laughs> Um, what about you, Ronnie? What you been up to? Oh, you know, just same shit, different day too. Um, I've had a lot more time to do jewelry. I've, I've been making a bunch of wire ups and um, uh, tried to produce a little bit of music here and there. But um, other than that, just chilling. Um, we also had a Minecraft server too, so we were fucking around on that a little bit. How has the uh, music thing been going? It's cool. Um, I, I feel like I just need to learn how to engineer some better wobbles i need to get some really fat bass going but um i think otherwise making the little like drum beats and stuff is fun and i I feel like i'm pretty good at that already but um it's fun to just play with i'm enjoying just getting lost in a new like art style yeah i figured that uh you would you would take it in naturally and do something great with that I, i remember you sent me a sample a couple weeks back and it sounded great so far, but it's really it's really mind blowing to actually dabble in that and then see you know what music is all about, and then it gives you a, a huge respect for the kind of music that's out there after fucking with it for a little bit. Yeah, seriously. I've never really produced too much. I've tried it a little bit, but my intention span just eventually fucks off. But all I can say is sometimes, uh, little is less is better. Less is better. Um. Sometimes you can just go ape shit and add every sound under the, under the fucking spectrum. But then, you know, sometimes you just got to have that little 808 bumping, a few kicks here and there, and boom, you're ready to go, baby. Yeah, man. Um, I know you've, been, you've always been killing it in the mixing game. I'm surprised <clears throat> you never wanted to get into the production stuff. but Yeah, maybe one day. I mean, there's still plenty of time to learn. Uh, just got to sit there and fuck around with it. Um, but uh, in regards to what I've been doing for the lockdown... I've uh, I'm replaying The Witcher 3 Wild Cunt again. Um my personal game of the last decade. Um fucking loving it. It's, it just feels so good to play that game. And um so I've been doing that, you know, brewing potions, um collecting ogre testicles, uh all the shit that you do in that game. Um I've also been playing a lot of Apex Legends with Chip and Myra, aka the God Squad. Shout out to them. Um, it's my it's my br of choice. <clears throat> I'm not a nine year old, so I'm kind of past Fortnite. And, oh, uh, Call of Duty is <clears throat> it's pretty cool, but um, it's not my cup but of tea. The Travis Scott, but yeah, Travis you know, I'm, Scott, dude. I'm not gonna lie, dude. The Travis Scott Travis thing was Scott. fucking incredible. <laughs> it was fucking incredible, and the things I, I fanboyed for that shit, dude. dude. That was lit. Oh yeah, because you've been on a Travis Scott kick, haven't you? Yeah, I really liked fucking sicko mode when it came out. I wouldn't stop playing it. It was probably annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're one of those people that's just at a party and you're like, play sicko mode. 
Put on sicko mode, dude. <laughs> run that shit back, DJ. That. Run it back. Oh, uh, fuck. We can't play that shit again, man. <laughs> no, it, it's a good tune. And you know it's good because it got out overplayed. That's a sign of a good song. But, uh, exactly. Besides that, I've been watching the Netflix Castlevania series. I just made it to season three. It's pretty Ooh, cool. We. It's pretty Shout cool. Shout out to the homie, Ryan. Ryan's a friend of one of the uh, fellows who works on that on the staff creating yeah. that, that show. Yes. Mark Mark Adams, a fellow. Yes, big ups, Mark Ronald. Adams. Yeah, we've been what homies since. What does he since... do? Is he a uh, part of the art department? Um, he actually works for this company that um, designs like um, basically scenes and background items and stuff like that for Whoa. different vi- vi- video games and shows like that. Um, and yeah, I guess they were basically um, signed on and have been working on all of the um, scenes and backgrounds and decorations. Detailing season, assets. Season three of uh, Castlevania. That's tight, dude. Mad, mad respect. What'd you say his name was? Mark? Mark Adams. Mark Adams, we love you. Thanks for tuning in. I know you're listening to this, and I, I love the show. Shout out to my boy, Alucard, as dude. well. Castlevania is sick as fuck. It's really everything that I could have hoped for, and I really want to see something like this for, like, say, Legend of Zelda. Bro, I am such a fucking fanboy for Castlevania, so it's just, it's great, especially because Alucard's in it. Uh, besides that, I've been going for a lot of walks. Me and my girlfriend are going for walks to kind of oh, get yeah. out to uh, get rid of this cabin fever. Um, we don't have any mountains, so we don't go on hikes, just walks. Um, not too shabby. Besides that, I've also just finished reading the four agreements and gentlemen, I must say it completely changed my vibe. Yeah, man, that's, that's heavy material, man. Fucking heavy. And it is great. So uh, that's what I've been doing with lockdown. But like, like we said earlier, not much has changed, but I'm definitely not hanging out with as many homies as I would like to. However, a lot of them seem to not care, but I say this with peace and love. What the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) <laughs> but um anyway um that's good man it sounds like they're obeying the fucking order that's that's all right no oh, they ain't obeying shit the only thing that they're <laughs> obeying the only thing they're obeying is to, to pass the blunt left oh my god dude <laughs> puff, puff, pass. you know that that that's what they're doing and by the way like i said like i said before ladies and gentlemen coronavirus is, coronavirus shit's getting real god i love that woman oh i love Carter. Cardigan backyard again. <laughs> Car- Cardo B is fucking great. She is just, she is just the, the empress of the hood rat. Can you believe she endorsed Bernie Sanders? I love it. Imagine if they just dropped a mixtape together, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Um, one percent. Fuck the one percent. You. <laughs> besides that, um, some breaking news that we got earlier this week. Um, Kim Jong Un, possibly dead. Mm. You, you think he died of coronavirus? Oh, shit. It's taking everybody out. I think he died after watching that Travis Scott Fortnite event. Because I'll tell you what, I almost died watching that shit, too. My heart was racing. Ryan Ryan was like, oh, yeah, I watched part of it. I was like, please watch the whole thing, dude. It's trippy as fuck, dude. It's like a lot of those little kids' first psychedelic experience. I was doing the Orange Justice I'm almost 30 years old. <laughs> Dude, that's once you hit 30, your orange justice hits a whole new level. Uh, but it must be really awkward when your god dies. You know what I mean? This dude was a god for them. 
What? Okay. <laughs> Who's putting that on? <laughs> <laughs> Tim's about to get up and start getting it, boy. You better chill out. Dude, I'm about to right. orange justice on the floor right now. Right, I wish done, you guys could see my drawing. I drew the Earth with a uh, giant rocket propelling it through space. Did you send it to me in Messenger the other day? No, no. I just drew this just now. Put that shit in Discord, then. I'm trying, but I can't get the camera to work. By Let's the way, imagine the kind of fear running through the mind of those poor doctors when they found out that Kim Jong-un was dead. Like, you're fucked, dude. You better save our dear leader. You're going to get shot. <laughs> 100%. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I love that SpongeBob meme you sent where they're like trying to scoop this clay, the clay Squidward back together. Bro, <laughs> like, Bro that's exactly <laughs> how it is. I wonder who's going to replace him. That's my question. You got to have a god for those poor fucks. Dude, Kim Jong, it's Kim Jong Dose, dude. Who, who's that basketball player that's like friends with him? <laughs> I heard that Dennis Rodman guy. would make a good demigod. <laughs> oh, yes! He, he's the guy. Dennis Rodman. But... He's just palming the, the head of the severed head of Kim Jong un like a basketball coming out of a volcano. <laughs> Three pointer shoots it. <laughs> oh, shit. Wet dapper. Wet dapper. Hits it off the glass backboard. That would be sick. But yeah, that's, that's a pretty interesting development that I figured we need to go over for the one time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very crazy. Um, hopefully, he's uh, dead for sure. Um, Honestly, it's like it's it's baby Hitler. Like, let's hope this fucker dies. Let's all agree that on that. I think, yeah. I think the next one's actually going to be a woman, and she's pretty fucking hot. I think the next Hitler. What's her name? The next leader of Kim Jong or of uh, North Korea. I don't know, but um, hopefully, she's a K-pop based economy instead of slavery. Dude, they will be <laughs> thriving. <laughs> k-pop taking over the world i support it some of it actually has a nice beat i'll give it that dude they're all so fucking gorgeous beautiful <laughs> it's just like copy yeah. and paste you know it's it's kind of like the american thing we did all in the 90s where like you know the blonde with big tits or whatever it's like american dream girl do you think they all have like plastic surgery and stuff oh a hundred percent you should look into it it's crazy documentaries are they goku dolls Oh, you should look into that anime also. But Goku, yeah. Naruto. But the thing is, is like <laughs> once their K-pop career is over, a lot of them just kill themselves, you know, because they're like they're not as beautiful as the next one coming up, and it drives them insane. Yeah, dude, they're like Barbie dolls and Ken dolls that can fucking some. Sing. Some are kind of like you know manufactured from a young age by their label to be perfect, and then you know once they age out. They stop becoming the most popular idol in the world, and then the next round comes in, and you know some of them can't handle that shit. Yeah, like you have to stay perfect. Like if you if you get like a a, a hernia or something, boom, you're executed backstage after the show. Exactly, sent out to the fucking glue factory. Speaking of, um, I don't I do not know why I'm like this, and I don't know if you guys are like this as well, but do you guys get hernias and hemorrhoids mixed up? No, no. I get them mixed up every fucking time, dude. What's a what's a hernia? Hernias are brutal. Yeah, go go ahead and explain it to us, Tim, since you're uh I well the a meaty, simple a meaty fleshy chunk in your butthole. Is that what you think a hernia is? 
I'm just kidding. That's a hemorrhoid. I got yes, you. Yes, that's <laughs> close to a hemorrhoid. Um, the simplest terms is a hemorrhoid is a engorged vein. Everyone has veins in your anus region that are called hemorrhoids, and and whether they're inflamed or not is whether you would refer to one really. Because whether or not you ever have had an inflamed hemorrhoid, you have hemorrhoids. So they're always hemorrhoids? You all have hemorrhoids, no matter what. Whether you've had it inflamed ever or not, doesn't matter. You have them. It's just that they haven't been inflamed yet. Now, when a hemorrhoid is referred to medically, it's just, it's engorged with blood and it's painful. So it's full of blood and it's very pressure and it's painful and it, it'll pop and make a bloody mess and scare some people. Um, now for, for a fucking, what is the other one? <laughs> Hernia. Hernias. It's just an organ out of place. So your organs have certain spaces in, in the body cavity where they belong. And they're actually held there by tissues, very light tissues in most cases. But some of those tissues can be torn or they can slip past barriers on the tissues and get into the wrong cavity. So you'll sometimes have like a chunk of intestine that's herniated and it's reaching around into like the lung diaphragm cavity. And you'll see like a huge lump of meat right there and they're like in agony and they can't shit, <laughs> you know, like it can cause a lot of problems depending on which organs being herniated. Speaking of which, have you uh, talked to recently? Mm-mm. I have not spoke recently. Um, it's been maybe like a couple weeks, but I haven't really spoke with them. We should be careful about disclosing any uh, any person's medical history, though. On here. We'll, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story in regards to the hernia and hemorrhoid mix-up. But before I get to that, you reminded me of something. Can we talk about the fact, why would God put the male G-spot deep in our buttholes? What kind of gay shit is that? Yeah, God What is kind fun. of gay shit is that? He, he wanted us all to be bisexual. Curious. That what that means? Do you think that that is an evolutionary trait? It's kind of like an Easter egg. In nature, animals just fuck each other regardless of uh, gender. Yeah, you just bone down, baby. It's free. Dude, fuck. that's just your excuse because you fucked Dale behind the funnel factory hey. that one time, Ronnie Pooh. But oh, um, <laughs> it's just kind of like an Easter egg. Like, bro, you will not believe what I found deep in my butthole. What? <laughs> Come, let me show you. The G spot. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking weird. And I, I just kind of thought of that while you were talking about that. It's unfortunate. I do have a funny little story um, in regards to my hernia and hemorrhoid mix-up. And uh, I'm not the only person who does this. My buddy Roy is the same way because I was talking about it with him. And he was like, bro, I get them mixed up too. So it must be a relatively common thing. They're similar words. It makes sense. They're similar words. Anyway, my grandmother, also known as our grandmother, like I said earlier, uh, we're cousins. Um, she recently called me the other night. She called me and she said that she had a hernia and she had some questions about it. And so, it, you know, it wasn't too bad and she's doing good to this day. Let me go ahead and say that before I get started on this. Um, but uh, she called me and she was asking questions about it. And so while I had her on the phone, I began to do research on the computer. And so I'm chit-chatting with her and I go to Google Images and I accidentally type in hemorrhoids into Google. <laughs> and my God, the amount of nasty, bloody buttholes the I saw pictures. was oh. truly mind-boggling, dude. Like, I was looking at it, and I, it didn't click at the time. So I'm like, is she getting, yeah. like, a little, like, hole? Like, what's going on? 
And then I, I look at Alicia and she sees what I'm doing and she busts out laughing because I'm sitting here looking up pictures of oh bloody buttholes while I'm sp speaking with my grandma on the phone. It was a horrible incident. But um, yeah, I don't this, know what it dude, is. That's why I don't I'm not too worried about Google's AI, because if they can't figure out that when you Google hemorrhoid, maybe you want some information and not just images of bloody assholes. Bro, they went straight for the 4K. <laughs> I'm not worried about your intelligence. Ultra high definition butthole shots. It was insane. Oh, baby. Like some of the pictures are actually rather impressive. And um, if the hemorrhoid wasn't there, they'd be really nice buttholes, to be fair. How many people do you think have hemorrhoids? I'm glad you said that, man. You know, there's stigma around hemorrhoids. So that you complimented a hemorrhoid asshole, that means a lot to me, personally, as a hemorrhoid sufferer. <laughs> I think that a lot of people have it, and um, I think you shouldn't be afraid to say you have it. Um, I think you should let that bloody bag hang loud and proud. Have you guys ever seen your buttholes? Yeah, man. I look at my butthole all the time. Really? Not frequently, <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I think everyone has to venture over that dark horizon, but like not often dude i've checked in like once every decade maybe you know it's been a fucking i probably need to check in again it's been about seven years you know the first thing you do in the morning is just wake up put on your glasses spread eagle <laughs> spread your butt cheeks and check your butthole yep it's still there <laughs> ryan what are you looking you making sure you didn't drop it ronnie What's all this chocolate on your butthole? <laughs> so sometimes you just gotta inspect things and make sure you got all the fudge out for sure. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's you know what? That's nice, man. I appreciate that, but I'm not that fucking careful, I guess. Speaking of which, um, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, <laughs> make sure to get that hitter. Get that hitter. Um, I hear it doesn't snag your nuts. It does not snag your nuts, and that's a good thing because the other day I was using a, a basic um, shaver thing, and I totally cut my nutsack. And I'm sure we've God all done damn, that, dude. And it is a horrible experience, and the rest of your day is ruined. Paradox, do you ruined. have manscaped? No, but now that they're a sponsor of this podcast, I might just have to give them a shot. Look, they're not really a sponsor, but I have Manscaped, and I, I got to tell you, dude, I got the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, and that shit will not snag your nutsack no matter how much you use Really? I, 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 like, you can aggressively do it. And um, What kind of Prothean technology is this? Do they have, like, some kind of guard on them? There's a guard, but you don't even need the guard, dude. It's like a plastic um, how the fuck? blade. It's, like, somehow magic. It, it, and the, that's not even the most impressive part. The most impressive part is the fucking nutsack deodorant um, gel. You use that shit? I can't have a jellyish nutsack. Does it leave you moist? <laughs> it doesn't leave you moist or anything. It's a pH balancing nutsack butter. What? Dude, I don't believe you. I need you to send me a picture of you shaving your balls. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to send you my cleanly shaved smooth ball sack. Put it on your Snapchat story. <laughs> Nothing like a freshly shorn scrotum. Follow me at Ryan Lion if you want to see my nutsack. You will see a scrotum on Ryan Lion's. Instagram. Do you guys remember that whole ordeal about being able to taste with your balls? Oh, God. With spicy things for sure, man. No, I never heard of that. You never heard of that? Apparently, if you, like, dip your balls in teriyaki sauce, you can taste it. Damn. I got to test this theory. You should, you, should, uh, you should try it after you freshly shave your little uh, coin purse and then tell, tell us what you taste. 
That would probably open your pores. We'll do <laughs> like a mysterious <laughs> sauce or something, and you, you'll be blindfolded, and you got to tell us what it is. What if somehow I don't taste soy sauce? I'm like, damn, dude, this tastes like fucking Tabasco. <laughs> it's just Cool Ranch. So, salt and vinegar. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> your balls are just salty. Enough. <laughs> like there's not enough salt and vinegar involved. <laughs> mm. So yeah, let, let's go ahead and stray away from the talk about balls. Um, I, <laughs> we'll continue on episode two, but um, I want to get into stories from school. Um, were you guys weird fucks in school, or was it just me? I think so. Up until um, probably high school, and then out of nowhere, I somehow weaseled my way into like medium, upper middle class. Of the popularity scale, which is decent enough. Yeah, you you kind of blossomed then. Yeah, I was a weird fuck at Marshall though. I wore South Pole baggy clothing, like you know the gangster ass fucking South Pole player sixty nine jerseys. Yeah, huge fucking player sixty nine jerseys, <laughs> flat snapback. Like I didn't know who I was, man. I was fucking confused. Your hormones <laughs> were just churning like butter, just going fucking crazy. I had a fucking shoebox full of like 2000 notes from random girls that we pass in the hallways and you know that shit was a Marshall was a very awkward time for me for sure same same for me do you guys have any specific stories from school that you'd like to cover I could tell you the most embarrassing thing that ever fucking happened to me at school that sounds fun late on us it's not that big of a deal but it was so fucking like definitely everyone noticed it <laughs> like everyone possible could have noticed it like so I was in the cafeteria and the janitor happened to be nearby, like mopping up like a mess that was on the floor. No big deal. And I was going through the chow line, like the, the food line, like normal. And I went and got my tray and I had a tray full of food and it was something messy. It was like mashed potatoes and gravy and something else that was messy as fuck, whatever it was. But the janitor had just mopped up a little uh, spill and he didn't put the wet floor sign up and I fucking slipped. And... I fucking full-on, like, cartoon-style arms flowing in the air. Fucking my food tray goes flying all over me. So I'm covered in gravy and mashed potatoes, and the food goes everywhere. And the janitor had just cleaned up, and he was pissed. He's like, you clean this up. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He was pissed. He's like, you're going to clean this up. I was like, I'm covered in mashed potatoes, you fucking bitch. Like, that's what I'm thinking. But, of course, I'm... You know, I'm in seventh or eighth grade, whatever it is. And um, so I'm a little bitch boy. So I'm just like, okay, sir. So I grab the fucking mop bucket and everyone is laughing, oh. laughing out loud. Everyone is laughing out loud in the cafeteria and it's full. Every table's full and everyone's looking at me and watching and laughing. And some oh. are ver visually pointing at me. Some are pointing and laughing at me. <laughs> I'm like, this is a nightmare. This sucks balls. Like, Damn. I went numb. I, I I just went numb, and I just said, fuck it. You know, this is my fate. I'm going to finish cleaning this up. I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to clean it up, and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So no big deal, right? So I do a good job. I get down, and I clean up all the mashed potatoes and shit, scoop them up, throw them in the trash, and then I grab the mop. I clean it up. And so just as I'm moving the mop over to the side, um, there's a chip in one of the tiles, and the mop bucket will goes in the chip tilts over and the water bucket spills all over the fucking cafeteria. Smash potato water. Oh my god, dude. Dirty 
brown fucking water and the bucket was like full of it and so it went everywhere the cafeteria got filled with stinky water and so everyone could smell like the stinky fucking bucket water and they're all just looking at me like what an asshole and the janitor's like hey and i was like fuck this and i just walked out of there (laughs) i just fucking left and i left for the day dude i fucking went home oh my god it was the worst day of my life, and I had to go back. And that was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday for sure, because I know I had to go back the next day, and it was horrible. How old did you say you were? I was in. I was at Marshall Junior High School, so that was like seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, I think. One of those years. One of those years, yeah. So I, I guess I was probably like eleven through thirteen or something. Mm. I think you were at the age, Ryan, where you were still eating your shit. I was still. <laughs> Eating be- bean bugs off the fucking <laughs> windowsill. Can you even remotely recall that flavor? <laughs> I still, I still swear that it tasted like fucking refried beans, doggy. You thought they were tasty? Yeah, man, they taste like beans. Hmm. They're be- they're called bean bugs for a reason. Do you ever want to try them again? Like, are you curious? I want. As- I've considered it. Fried. I- I've thought about it, yeah. But I mean, Protein if people are eating dude. fucking like spiders and. Crickets. Fucking cr- crickets and everything. Then you think of be- fucking bean bugs that bad? The they don't bugs. seem like a gross bug. They seem okay. Yeah, but it'll take a lot to get full. You know what I mean? Very crunchy, I would say. Turn down for what? <laughs> I got a couple stories from school myself. Um, yeah, what's your what's your uh, most memorable story from any? any... Well, Either most embarrassing, most memorable, most something, though, extreme. I got a few that I can go over. None of them were, like, as embarrassing as that, but um, I God. was oh, definitely... Oh, man, now I'm more embarrassed. Fuck. Bro, yeah, you should be, because that, that is great. Oh. That, is something, that is something that you would see on Ned's Declassified, no. which was a really good show that used to be on Nickelodeon. I'm red. I was a strange fuck, and I never got to that point to where I just became cool. Not until I did drugs later. But um, yeah, I, I was I was very odd. Um, I was known to just take a bag of lard to class, and I remember this. <laughs> yeah, like an actual bag of lard. A bag of lard, and I don't even remember where I got it from. But I would just sit it on the corner of my desk, and the and the uh, the teacher would walk up to me and be like, "What's in the bag, Brian?" And I'll just be like lard and then they just throw it away <laughs> yeah it was it was really weird they wouldn't let you keep it how how old were you for that i was in high school dude i was like a, a junior in high school so i i should have known better by that you point. made it sound like you were in like fourth grade well you know what i mean lard you, you lard. Had lard. that's a violation of your rights <laughs> there was a, a couple times during lunch we would play dodgeball with rocks for some fucking reason oh my god None of us had a ball, and I remember this one time, like, we're playing, and this was before my period where I went to history class, and the bell rang. I was like, hey, guys, good game. And my buddy Tubby just comes from the bushes. I remember Tubby. (laughs) Throws this rock, and it hits me right in the fucking face, and I start bleeding profusely. (laughs) And, you know, I can't cry or anything because all my buddies are there, and I don't look like a bitch, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm just like, yeah, dude, it's cool. And uh, so I eventually I eventually just go to history class, right? And I sit there, and I'm covered in fucking blood just pouring down my face just in class like nothing's, nothing's happening or wrong with me. And my history teacher walks up to me, and he's like, uh, 
your face is bleeding. It was, it was a very, he was a Dr. Phil ass motherfucker. He had like the mustache and he was bald and he was just a all around creeper. He was like, you know, your face is bleeding. Right. And I was all, <laughs> yeah. And so he sent me to the nurse and I got that shit fixed. This was a couple of weeks after the class called me a retard, but that's a whole nother story. Wait, are you uh, saying he was literally or you're just calling him? He was literally um, which I know isn't the word to use, but this is our podcast, so you can say what you want, man. You're an American, but yeah, he he was he was a fuck, and um, he he had an attitude, and you know maybe I would I wouldn't call him a fuck if he was actually nice about it. <laughs> oh, shit. Aggressively, <laughs> and like you'd be like, hey, so and so, I'm not gonna say his name. Let's just call him Copernicus for now. I'll be like, hey, Copernicus, uh, can I borrow a pencil? And he'll just slam his desk and be like, here, retard. Like, what the fuck? It's like, hey, yeah. look, look who's talking, motherfucker. But you know, yeah. we'll, think, we'll stop for one second, though, and think about it. He had to have been called in an angry manner for him to use it as an angry word. I feel for him on that level. <laughs> called me like four or five times that I've known him. You show him, hey, that's offensive to Dude, yeah, I was like, you're offending yourself, you fuck. But uh, there were times where he'd literally in like a uh, tech tech shop or um whatever, he would get up and start chasing you, and like I never, I would never want to know what would happen if he got his hands on me. <laughs> that, that's he, what I was gonna has, ask. He probably has <laughs> strength, so I would always run. And he was pretty quick, but I'm more sly. I, you know, I'm, I'm relatively small, I could fit through small crevices, and I'm quick. So I'd always get away from him, but he would chase me and he'll be all wailing <laughs> his arms, dude, knocking over cans and shit. <laughs> but this motherfucker just he was a trip and God bless his heart. I say this with peace and love. I I I hope the best you know for Copernicus. Anyone who was ever kind of like a little bit touched that I ever met was a total fucking sweetheart, like just a nice ass person. Maybe they jack off in public once in a while or something, but it's there was never malicious. Can you call that sweet? They were never malicious about it. Can, but uh, Can yeah. you really call that sweet, dude? <laughs> it's sweet, at least. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. It's like, oh, you know what it's, I mean? It's, <laughs> it's innocent. It isn't it's like... innocent. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to innocent put it. Innocent masturbation. So, yeah, like if I did that, it would not be dude, innocent. You know what I mean? Oh. Monkeys don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're still jacking it. Bro, oh, I think that's innocent enough. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. But uh, They don't know any better. Another story from school is uh, I had this teacher. His name was Mr. Ford. Did you guys ever have Mr. Ford? I, no. I heard the name a lot, yeah. He was no. in shop class, and I remember this one time. We, uh, we went on some kind of field trip or whatever, or maybe he was just taking me to his house for an undisclosed reason. But uh, he was driving a Ford <laughs> truck, and I said, Mr. Ford, if your name was Mr. Dodge, would you drive a Dodge? And he said, yeah, I think I will. He had a real like shaky voice. I know, he was he was an older so, gentleman, but did um, he he drove a Ford. Or? He drove a Ford, and yeah, and so I asked him, you know, like <laughs> that's cool. He admitted it. He he, he, admitted, he admitted his loyalty is shallow. I believe I would shallow, <laughs> shallow. But uh, every time I saw him and he would see me, we would we would salute each other. Awesome. Um, I used to tell him that I was a KJB spy, and that if I was ever late, I could always say that. My excuse was that I was on a covert mission granted by Putin himself. 
and he went <laughs> along with it, which is kind of cute for me. But this motherfucker was like fifty years old. Like, what the fuck was wrong with him? You know what I mean? It's he's rad, honestly. He from his mindset, he didn't care how old you were. He saw a kid playing the game, and he was like. I'd be an asshole not to play along with this. And he, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he would always make us homemade ice cream. And he sounds like the coolest guy ever. He was, he was a really cool dude. And um, he, he'd always keep this bucket of what appeared to be chocolate milk in the corner of his shop. <laughs> no. I would always ask him, I was like, Mr. Ford, why do you have a bucket of chocolate milk over there? And he's always, <laughs> always be like, Oh, you never know when you're going to need some chocolate milk. <laughs> what? what a wise man. He would call me like, I think he'd call me Bartholomew. He'd call me something <laughs> weird. What a wise what man. Fuck? Either way, he was a, I like he was him. a very cool dude. This sounds like a master. Like a he master was a of master his of his craft, dude. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I'd like to see what he's up to. But uh, one more story, one more school story before we get on to Ronnie's. Um, I, we had this one substitute, right? And he was like the super nerdy dude. And he was really cool. And um, he would always sit at his desk and he'd just sketch up anime. Sick ass anime drawings, right? Like he'd draw like I don't know, just some fucking hentai anime bullshit. Highly detailed, shaded and everything. And one day, um, for some reason, he decided to tell us a story of a, a of a mythical creature known as the Cambodian tree mimic snake. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. The Cambodian tree mimic snake, and this is according to him, was a snake that uh resided obviously in Cambodia. And this snake, it would stand completely straight up like, like a tree. And it would stay like that for hours upon hours, waiting for the prey to walk by. And he told us that, you know, the prey would walk by and it'll look up at the snake and be like, is that a tree or a snake? And then the snake would fall and crush the prey and then proceed to eat it. Which oh, has damn. to be the most bullshit story ever, but it, it, it's so great. Have you ever Googled it? I never did. In fact, let me let me Google it right now. What did you well, you know what I heard the other day? Sorry to get off topic. Go ahead, go ahead. But I heard that elephants masturbate by slapping their pee-pee against their chest over and over again, and then they ejaculate. That's lit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Imagine how much they come, dude. It must be just gallons. Just all over the what place. What a waste, dude. huh? They're just like, Err! if anyone should feel guilty, it's these guys. Anyway, um, the kicker to that story is the, the teacher who told me about the Cambodian tree mimic snake eventually committed suicide. Ooh, oh, what? Oh, yeah, he, he ended up killing himself. I don't know if he knew too much or what, but uh, rest in peace. I don't remember his name, but he was definitely fucking lying because I'm looking up Cambodian tree mimic snake and I'm getting nothing but R.I.P. What a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, what a plot twist, right? To his whole story. Like, his, whole, his whole life was just a fucking anime. He dude. made up fake science facts? All I'm saying... Anti-science. He might have been, been talking about some other snake. <laughs> you think he mixed up his Cambodian snakes, you dude? <laughs> Unfortunately, we can never get the answer now. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rip. Um, but uh, what about you, Ronnie? Do you have any uh, interesting school stories um i guess i could tell the story of whenever we were in um driver's ed course and we had to make like a basically like a live action commercial for the class the fuck oh man 
we basically had to like act out a commercial for the rest of the class and we went like the most ridiculous that you can go. Um, it was me, um, a good friend of ours. Um, we'll call him Jericho for now. Okay. Um, and then a couple other fellows. One of them was a young, young lad, a couple years younger than us. And, um, he was the one that started our commercial out. And um, the way our commercial started was with him coming out and just basically looking at everyone in the class and saying, I'm a dead fetus. <laughs> and uh, he curled up into the fetal possession and um, laid on the ground. And um, the crazy part is that that had nothing to do with the rest of the skit. So um, <laughs> basically, he, fall, he curls up into the ground, and then um, we go on to the rest of the skit. And um, it's basically me and Jericho walking down the road, and um, some police officers pull up to us to stop us. And um, they were like, have you boys been drinking tonight? And um, we were like, no. And they're like, how old are you? And um, one of us says, I'm 11. And the other one says, I'm 69. And and, um, we're like, have you guys been drinking? And they're like, yeah. But we drive better when we're drunk. And um, they drive away and crash into the wall. <laughs> the cops. How, how did you film that? It, it wasn't filmed. We had to act it out in person. Oh. So they, they, cra- they crash into the wall. And then it, come, it zooms into me and Jericho. And he says, don't drink and drive unless you drive better when you're drunk. Oh, my God. Oh, you promoted driving. Did you? You can do it. You can't fucking pass with that, dude. We got an excellent grade on that. We got like, what? A <laughs> <laughs> I'm a failure, punk ass dude. <laughs> the same teacher that passed you died of a DWI shortly after. <laughs> excellent content. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. That was how I got my um, driver's license. <laughs> no wonder you drive like shit, dude. You want to know who drives like? Talk about stilts. Oh, bro, stilts. Every time you get in the vehicle with that motherfucker, you, I don't know if you're religious or not, but you start praying. Dude, it's fucked up to say, I have told him to his face. I told him, I love you. You're my family. But I pray to God that if you die in a horrible car crash, that you don't hurt anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just kill yourself because your mother, God, dude. Because it's going to be his fault. Yeah. He's gonna haul ass around a mountain turn. Like when the officers come to us, you just like you don't even gotta say anything, officer. We know what happened. We're pretty sure we know what happened. It's like you don't. He ramped off twelve fucking things. <laughs> it's like pretty incredible. Killing spree. Um Yeah. I could shortly um share my most embarrassing moment too. It was probably in like uh eighth grade. I was at Marshall as well. Okay. And um somebody basically um pants me in the middle of a presentation during like a english class and oh no they not only pulled my pants down but my underwear no. down too <laughs> and um my little peep my little baby Ryan popped up oh <laughs> and um, i had to escape the classroom instantly and like run outside and, um, <laughs> did the people it, love it Everyone laughed and pointed, and it, oh. it, made, it, it made me very sad, so um, that was one of the worst moments. No, that's worse than mine, Ryan, for sure. <laughs> oh, no. That is against there. 
Oh, it was very, very bad. Especially if you were learning because you were so occupied on learning that your pee-pee was really shrunken. <laughs> yeah, you were just educating. <laughs> you were not in sick boy mode. <laughs> yeah. Unless you were in, like, sex ed or something. But, golly, that's a horrible experience. I'm sorry to hear that, Ronnie Pooh. Yeah, especially being, like, a 7th or 8th grader. Yeah. Do you feel that traumatized you, like, as far as being shy about your cock and balls? Um, I think probably to some extent. I think I, like yeah. now you're more shy. Do you think it's not not normal to be a little bit shy of your cock and balls? I think regardless? it's normal. I think most people aren't aren't crazy crazy shy, but you know, you like know. just whip, whipping it out for no reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fucking Louis C.K. territory. <laughs> Unless you have like an extremely See? large wiener, or you're just then you should be with it because people yeah. probably interested. Like <laughs> that guy that's the new meme, that big old chocolatey beast. Bro. That Wash your damn hands. That motherfucker is packing some heat. Meat. Shmeat. Oh my god. Speaking of packing some meat, have you watched the newest slap fight paradox? Yes. Oh my god. Mr. Watson or whatever the fuck his name is. That dark Cambodian motherfucker. He is a god. Oh my goodness. These Before two we- giant... Yeah, you're right. Before we continue on, on, on this, give the uh, listeners a little background on these slap fests. A hundred percent. And full credit to Penguin Zero, our boy Moist Critical. Uh, you can find him at his YouTube channel. Um, but he introduced slap fighting to a lot of people and to me as well. I didn't find this out on my own. I watched Penguin Zero introducing these Russian slap fights, which is basically a tournament where these guys all chip into the pool. And, of course, the spectators are all paying to be there, so the pool gets fairly large. And so these guys can win close to I, – I believe it's something like 10,000 USD for a slapping competition, which is significant money in Russia. So these fuckers are seriously slapping each other the fuck out, like, as hard as they can. And, you know, it's everyone from, like, skinny hippie guys that shouldn't be there. Somehow they just said, yeah, fuck it. If you're willing to pay the entry fee, we'll slap the shit out of you. And they do. And they (laughs) slap the shit out of these little guys. These huge, meaty, beefy men from Russia just slap the shit out of these tiny men. And then when the tanks fight each other, it is just magnificent. And what we're talking about is the most recent. It is a spectacle. It is absolutely the peak. And I think that you should do yourself a favor and maybe ease your way into it. Don't start with the peak of the mountain. Save yourself that glory. Don't watch the newest slapping fights, Penguin Zero video. Go back Vas- to the beginning. Watch the old ones. Yeah, you got to get that original respect for Vasily, the original You need to learn god. about Vasily. The god himself. The god hand. Yeah, but before you go and think, you know, $10,000 to slap people, sign me up. Fuck no, dude. These, no. these guys' hands are the size of a porterhouse steak. And when they slap you, dude, Mother of God. it reverberates through your entire body to where for a split second, th- they die. And then the impact, you can feel it through the video. It's unbelievable the kind of things that these guys do. And it's in Russia, too. So these motherfuckers are batshit crazy. Um, yeah, I totally watched that last one. And it came out, it came out a draw. And honestly, I was worried for Agreed, our boy. 100%. The champion Vasily, because Watson, whoo, that boy was packing. He's got that scary smile, dude. Dude, his smile that reminded me of evil, uh, you know, Majin Buu. Whenever he took his Super Buu mode and he smiled at them, like with his head tilted sideways. Yes, full Majin Buu right there. Yes. Um, 
they were both at the top of their level, Super Saiyan gods, and um, it he was, was a slapping so experience. hard that when he slapped his flat panel of skin, that blood just welled up. Like he tore his skin in two with the force of a blunt slap. He tore his fucking skin, and blood was welling up on his neck. It's pretty incredible. I'm pretty sure that would kill just your average most citizen. average people. Absolutely, it'll insta kill you. You would be cussed. Those motherfuckers need to be nerfed. <laughs> um, speaking of crazy fucks, um, did you listen to the uh, the official podcast that went over Gigi Allen? Oh no. yeah, do not think I like this <laughs> motherfucker. Ryan, are you pissing? Hey, <laughs> I told you that headset's good, man. Mute yourself, you fucking creep. By the way, um, everybody, Ryan's having to record from the bathroom. So he has easy access to the pisser. Easy access. So he might be dropping a deuce here or there. So if you hear a, a splish and a splash a and a beep and a blop, he's just dropping some dookies into the toilet. <laughs> if, if, if you hear me clear my throat, I'm shitting. He's <laughs> But you haven't heard of Gigi Allen, Ryan? Never. Okay. So let me give you guys really quick. Let me tell you about this guy named Gigi Allen that we heard on the official podcast, which, as I stated before, is one of the podcasts that inspired us. Um, Gigi Allen is the most ridiculous fuck that ever lived. Um, Definitely in the rock community. His real name was Jesus Christ, believe it or not. Yeah. But, uh, he was the lead singer of this band called Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. What a lovely name, right? But um, yeah, he was batshit crazy. Okay, check this out, Ryan. This dude was just psychotic. I don't know how else to put it. He would get blackout drunk, walk into a tattoo parlor, and let the tattoo artist tattoo whatever the hell they want on his body. He wouldn't even care. He'd just get fucked up. Get a tattoo and wake up and just have a new piece. And a lot of them were just completely ridiculous. Um, and he would, whenever he would put on a show, bro, he would get completely naked, exposing his superbly tiny Vienna sausage. <laughs> he was known for having a tiny cock. Bro, did you see the footage? Yeah. Holy Damn. fuck, dude. He made I don't me feel like it. It so much me. better about myself. I'm looking yeah. at uh, on Google right now. But uh, there's a good documentary on YouTube that I recommend checking out. It's like the top result. Think he like bashed his head and like got his head all bloody and shit. Bro, yeah, dude, he would horribly injure himself and others. Yeah, like a lot of the times they never were able to finish their tour because he'd always either end up in the hospital or in jail. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I I see a picture of Mr. Clean with blood all over his head and a fucking piercing. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of looked like Mr. Clean in like a real fucked up way. Like, if he never went down the cleaning product path. But um, while he was completely fucking naked, dude, he would just be beating the shit out of his audience. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, punch you here and there. He would beat the fuck out of them, guys and girls. And then he would just get jumped by the crowd multiple yeah, times. Yeah, they would like, beat the shit out of him. They'd be like, no. Yeah. And um, in the documentary that I watched about it, he uh, he was having a birthday fiesta, right? He wanted to, all he wanted for his birthday was to have a crack whore pee in his mouth. Yeah. Didn't he say he wouldn't go unless they had a crack whore? And so he was not going to show up to the party unless they got a crack whore, which they did easily because, I mean, well, crack whores are, they're easy to get a hold of if you just give them some crack. But uh, 
he would lay on the floor while this thought would pee in his mouth. And then he, he'd throw up while laying down. He's throwing up. And then she'd proceed to keep pissing in his mouth. Um, there was also this one scene that I saw where he's, of course, he's naked. And he's, he's in uh, New York giving a concert. And there's a mosh pit. So everyone starts getting away. And like when he gets into the crowd, everyone's kind of scared of this guy. You know, nobody knows what the fuck he's going to do. So they back up. And he just squats and he starts shitting all over the floor. Damn. <laughs> I would start kicking the shit out of him. Bro, he picks up the shit and he starts to cover his chest and his face in his own doo-doo butter while he's just singing. And his lyrics are the most ridiculous fucking lyrics ever. They're they're like, yeah. if you have AIDS, fuck people and give it to them. Better call serve, bro. <laughs> if you have cancer, die, you fucking horse bitch. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And so he's covering himself in doo-doo butter, dude. And then he starts picking out chunks of, of brownies from his butthole and starts throwing them at the crowd. Okay. You crossed the line. Literally the worst human ever. Like it's not even cool. Like, stop right there, criminal. Yeah, stop. like he would he would be arrested instantly if he was in Cyrodiil. But um, one more thing before we get past this fuck. He he kept saying I fucking hate he, this guy. He horrible. Look him up, Ryan. He, you would love him. Well, it sounds like he's made a lot of really good songs, though, right? No, inspirational lyrics to say the least. Yeah, it is actually really bad. But uh, it's not even good. It's not good to listen to. He was he was planning on killing himself on stage during a concert on Halloween <laughs> in 1990. Like that was his thing. He's like on Halloween 1990 we're throwing a show and I'm going to kill myself on stage and I might just take some of you fucks with me. And his his uh uh crowd his fan their, his fans were so about him that they wanted to be killed by him. You know what I mean? Like they would have fucking loved yeah. that. But um unfortunately he died in the most anticlimactic rocker way via overdose so he overdosed on heroin and he died at a party and to this day you can just go to his fucking grave site and people are fucking on his grave site and tagging it up and just doing drugs it's just he's just a complete fuck and i recommend checking him out if you if you have some time that's pretty freaky dude yeah he he is quite the trip that's one guy that I, I recently learned about, and so I went like a a deep dive of his shit. And I w- I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm just kind of observing him, if you know what I mean. Fascinating. Definitely. Speaking of Jesus Christ, have you guys ever noticed how some dogs' buttholes kind of have that Jesus Christ appearance? Dude, it's it's uncanny how similar it looks like Jesus with his arms open. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot of dogs. I swear, my dog has kind of a rough version of it, but it's not high di- high res. Uh, I don't know about our listeners. I'm sure they are, but we here at the Unnamed Podcast, we are animal lovers. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your puppers, gentlemen. Ryan, go ahead. First of all, my dog has uh, unusual asshole. Um, really? It's not. Sh- it's not shaped like Jesus Christ. It's more shaped like a strange alien creature. It looks like. It's like Cthulhu vibes, yeah. Um, but it has, yeah, it always catches dingleberries. I always end up having to trim them off with scissors. Very crunchy. Uh, he's a long-haired beast. He's a like terrier pit bull mix, and he's a handsome uh, black and white um, creature. He's very um, majestic. Um, 
His name's Bear Bear. Um, I love him dearly. I always try to get him out on some adventures. Um, but yeah, he's just I got doing the most, ain't he? Yeah, he's he's a real cool cool fellow. He's got a lot of character. He's a cool guy. I know you've got your fun little creatures over there too, Mega Mind and Oh my god, dude! Yeah, so... god damn, the internet loves these creatures. Jesus fuck. So famous on TikTok. I have two broken elderly chihuahuas. Uh, one of one of them is named Precious, who, by the way, is a complete <laughs> fucking asshole to anyone who isn't me or my girlfriend. And the other one is named Yarn Yarn. Um, we rescued Yarn Yarn from what appeared to be a death sentence. She was tied to a post deep in the hood in the CAs, and um, she was she was left to die. Um, fortunately, we rescued her and took her in. And actually, speaking of, yesterday was the fifth year that we had her according to facebook memories so that's nice it feels much longer fifth anniversary fifth anniversary with the yarny poo when we had her she had what appeared to be a pair of titty balls underneath her are you familiar (laughs) with those i've seen them personally on your um fair lady that you're talking speaking of yeah disgusting sacks that were just underneath her and she also had a disfigured leg but um we let her live with these titty balls because she appeared to be doing fine with them but eventually they they started growing dude they were like getting larger and um it was gross dude she would drag them around and they were crusty meat sacks and they started to develop a callus (laughs) on them would you say she was overcome by titty balls overcome dude it was starting to she was beginning to become more titty ball than dog you know what i mean <laughs> i do remember when she was at her worst and they were dragging on the ground and she looked like she was probably gonna die pretty soon yes exactly so we took her to the vet and at first they told us it was a mammary tumor um and so we were concerned however eventually they found out that it was a hernia you know throwback to our earlier topic not hemorrhoids her intestines <laughs> Her intestines were hanging out of her her abdomen, so we decided to um, you know get them removed. So uh, we did that, and God we damn. took her to the vet. Um, they shot her up with enough ketamine to put Shaquille O'Neal in a K hole. <laughs> yeah, um, she she's been living her best life ever since. Um, besides leaving turd nuggets in the bed when she sleeps with us, she's the is that a new home. development? Um, it's it's relatively new, and it's really fucking annoying. Because you know we'd wa- we'd wash the sheets and she'd sit there with her big old juicy Rick Ross oh. eyes looking at us from the cage and it's like you know what? <laughs> let's put her on the bed and then you wake up with a turd nugget right next to your head it's a, it's a horrible experience I find it really interesting because it just it's curious that she's only dropping a single small nugget and not just yes, lo- dropping the whole load you know because like it's strange that she's able to control it but just not one nugget. <laughs> you know, yeah, so this is a little cocoa puff, and I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on or why she does it, but it happens in multiple nights. Do you think it's out of spite? I don't. I think she just can't control it, dude. But I, I don't know if she just does it in her sleep or what. But besides the the turd nuggets that's left in the bed, she's a fantastic dog. They really don't do nothing. <laughs> we we can't take them for walks or anything. They just sit there. They're just old, dude. So. Yeah, no, those are deal. those are my doggos. But have you ever considered getting a younger pupper? I think uh, once it's almost time. 
I think once they yeah once they pass away we're gonna I think I want you're gonna wait until they pass away you don't want to wait you don't want to get one like while they're kind of on the way out you know what I was thinking because that might help a lot exactly might it might ease the blow yeah I'm saying I heard that it's good for the younger puppy to have you know an older one to kind of show it is show them the ropes yeah yeah because precious will get it in check and be like you're not gonna be annoying you know do you know the way. Maybe once one of them goes, we'll we'll fill in the slot with, with a a, a younger, and that can satisfy dog. their mama dog, you know, set you know desire. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about you, Tim? Tell us about your pupper. Yeah, she's a piece of shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> she honestly loves my old ex roommate uh, Easton more than she loves me. I'll be honest, and I'm really bitter about it. Yeah, I'm very bitter about it. Yeah, imagine like your dog actually liked someone else, and they're not even your fucking bitch, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she definitely loves Easton more than she loves me. Um, but she's a Chihuahua, and supposedly she's half the same dog that Bear Bear Ryan's dog is. But I don't believe it for a second. They don't look similar at all. Yeah. No, but if you look at some of her her uh, litter mates, they look just like Bear and Chico, the 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 dogs that um. Baron is dead. Ryan's dog Bear is the descendant of Chico, and Chico is supposedly the father of my dog as well. But I don't believe it. I think that she's part Dachshund and part Chihuahua. And she looks like a Doberman pincher pattern. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we just have these creatures that are pretty much like real life Pokemon that they are. We just take care of. And um, I, I kind of feel you with the whole Easton thing because. I, I feel like Yarn Yarn will just naturally go with the stronger human. Like, Is that Alicia? If we were brutally murdered um, by home invasion, she would gladly go with the person that killed us and just forget about us. Really? That or just eat our faces. Yeah, like every, every time. It's we a take dominance her, hierarchy for her. Damn. Every time we take her to like the dog parks, she um, she she like plays the role of victim. Like she'll limp extra hard and she'll just she'll go towards the people and just play the role of helpless dog. Like, help me. Help me. Yeah. Are you calling her attention whore? She is an attention slut, dude. And it's terrible. <laughs> and she's like that with everybody. She's a people person. She doesn't fuck with dogs, though, at all. She does not yeah. fuck with them. But, um, I mean, that's fine. Fuck it. You know, it's not like she goes anywhere. So she's kind of stuck with us. Did you see a picture of my chameleon? Yes. Is your chameleon still alive? She's chilling like a villain. Good. I just took her out into the sunlight and let her bask out, out in the in the garden today. Did she change colors? No, she just chilled. Um, she they don't change colors unless they're like feeling threatened or um stressed out. And um, she'll like get really dark polka dots and like some lines on her eyeballs. And it look, she looks pretty crazy. That's Liddy. She was chilling today. She's not very social though either. To be left alone. Just like your master, huh? Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I do got one topic that I want to talk about that's fresh. I have a few as well. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get to some topics that we have written down. I'll go ahead and go first. Um, this, this first one is obviously just ridiculous. Donald Trump suggests that we shoot up disinfectant. What do you guys think? I don't even know if it's even, you know, like no matter no matter what any reasonable person says about it, the people who believe in him are still going to be like they're spinning it to where he didn't say that. 
He he didn't mean that. That's not what he meant, though. I've already seen people defending him. He 100% said, we're looking into researching, you know, how disinfectant <laughs> could be used maybe on the inside as way as a way to maybe, you know, clean, as so to speak. He literally suggested that you could you could maybe use internally use disinfectant to clean. <laughs> it's like, no, you said that verbatim. That's what you said. And they're saying, no, we didn't say that. It was sarcastic. And then he changes the story. It's not sarcastic remark. I'm actually just being framed by the fake media. <laughs> fake news. Uh, I didn't say that. There's already reports of some people already doing it, dude. Really? Yeah, and I love that because guess what? They're conservative. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, as conservative as it gets, dude. Look, I hope nobody's doing that. Honestly, it's horrible. But realistically, Trump spreading that dangerous shit, he's taking out his voter base. <laughs> yeah. They're a bunch of idiots. They're going to fucking follow him. <laughs> I feel like naturally most people are going to go straight for the Clorox. However, I heard some good shit about the Great Value brand. Oh, no. I heard it hits different. No, man. It doesn't get you the whitest whites, man. You need to go for Clorox. That's true. It's worth paying the extra 94 cents. I heard Great Value is only 99.8% of all germs instead of 90.9%. But, I mean, I, I honestly feel like something happened in the universal timeline. Something fucked up that got us into the predicament. That Bernie Sanders now. got cheated out of the Democratic convention. Yeah, that shit blew my fucking mind. That's what it was. It just kind of showed me how corrupted both sides are, just to see how against them these fucks were. But, I mean, it is what it is. Am I right? Yeah. What do you guys think is going to happen in the upcoming election? Real talk. Donald Trump's gonna win. Agreed. Donald Trump's gonna win, so I'm just Donald gonna Trump's gonna win. That, so I won't be all fucking sh shell shocked and mind fucked. So I think if I just tell myself that, I have a good reason to line out why that's the case, and it's because Biden is fucking clueless, dude. Clueless, he, he, dude. He seems confused and old. <laughs> he confused his wife with his sister at that one rally. Dude, how does he look older? Than Bernie Sanders somehow. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he looks older than Bernie Sanders. And his hands just wander, bro. They just grab just the worst spots. Twelve year olds, body. baby. Like you shouldn't be fucking holding my baby shoulders, dog. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty fucked. Um, we have another long four years ahead of us, but fuck that. Let's 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 throw the politics out the window. Uh, what other topics do you guys have on board? I have a quick question for you. Yeah, yeah. Me and, me and Tim are debating this. Um, so, you know how cocaine is normally like a powder, right? Yeah. Would you say that if cocaine – does cocaine ever come as like a rock-type substance? Or is that just crack? Or is that just crack? You know, I've seen coke rocks before. Um, and then they break it down into powder? Is it just crack, though? Maybe it is. That's what I thought. I was, I was telling him, I was like, if that's the case, then I guess I've done some crack. <laughs> no surprise here. <laughs> Won't be the last time. That's what I'm worried about, man. Because it's the same thing, isn't it? Isn't it kind of the same thing? Because I've recently came across some pretty uh, cocaine rocks. And they're like really bright white. And they're supposed to be breaking down. And then, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean... What do you think? Do you think that's cocaine or do you think it's crack? I think it's cocaine. I mean, were you up for like 
two days? Hasn't sampled it. We haven't tried this particular one. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like we'd have to do more research that or maybe get some kind of Coke dealer onto the podcast. I know a couple. Yeah. We'd have to ask them like someone who gets like pure Coke from the source would know. Like, does it sometimes come in compacted like crystally rocks? Because to me it looks like if it's a crystally rock, that should be crack, right? Like that's what it makes sense to me. <laughs> what I've always understood is if it's crack, you can only smoke it. You don't snort crack. But you can't you snort <laughs> I mean, I guess you could break it down, but I, I don't know if it would be that nice. Most of the <laughs> I think the point of crack is not to be broken down into powder, huh? Like, that's a point of crack, is it's not a powder. I think we need to discuss this with uh, Dave Chappelle. It sounds like a good social experiment to me that we can try out one of these days. Just out that rocky cocaine, baby. <laughs> buy some high quality cocaine that's shaped like rocks and then buy some straight up crack and then compare the two. And be like, <laughs> I stayed up for two days and I felt bugs in my skin. Confirm this is crack. <laughs> this, is, this is crack. I couldn't stop shitting. <laughs> but four stroke gang came in four strokes. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, Shout out to your mom's house. Your mom's house. Did you guys hear about the new reports going back to the COVID-19 that they're saying that people in their 30s and 40s are dying of strokes? Strokes, yes. And I'm like, I'm on that list, man. Bro, this thing is like <laughs> the Omega Shenron of viruses. Like how? It's like, surprise, bitch. New symptoms. <laughs> and I have it written down here. Apparently they say... Uh, once thought to be a pathogen that primarily attacks the lungs, it has turned out to be more of a formidable foe, impacting nearly every major organ system in the body, bro. What the fuck? Are you goddamn kidding me? I mean, how worse can it get besides, you know, bleeding directly out of your dick hole or coming out of your eye sockets? It's just a complete fuckfest of, of a virus, like, bruh. And apparently they, they, they're saying that they think it could even get worse. Like, how worse can it get? I can see it getting much worse. It could mutate. It could mutate to do a slightly more severe, you know, symptom chain. It's very easy, by the way, for viruses to mutate. It happens frequently. Minor mutations are actually very common. So a lot of these strains of viruses that we're studying, even though we're saying it's, say, the H1N1, you know, sort of like software when there's like, you know, version 1.3, but it's version 1.3.2.5.11111 or whatever the fuck it is. So is the case with viruses. So, so there's sub sub strains of strains, you know. So you know a certain type of strain might be significantly more viral than another, and it could just be as simple as a single genetic chain tweak. And that's what I'm saying. How can you read that and still think it's okay to go fuck around and hang out and do shit? I mean, I just read today that Lubbock, Texas, which is not far from where I currently am is identified as a potential emerging Epicenter. coronavirus hotspot, bro. Like, what the fuck? That does not surprise me. Because you're dealing with a somewhat, um, like, urban population of uneducated people. There's some of those, I tell you what, taps. Yeah, exactly. Whereas was with the East Coast and West Coast, a lot of the East and West Coast is, is less rural vibe, and so their education level in general is slightly higher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's be realistic here. Look at New Mexico's education level. You're 48th out of 50. We're a bunch of fucking idiots in New Mexico. Our public school system sucks. 
Mm-hmm. So if you got raised in the school system, chances are you're dumber than the average person who graduated out of high school of any other state. Besides the unknown podcast. <laughs> Here we're intelligent, talking about shaving ball sacks, cocaine, and smearing shit on your face. Exactly. We're not retarded. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's something a retarded person would say. I have to personally say I don't endorse, endorse the word so I'm just going to put that out there. We know that you love saying the word retarded. I can't say You love it. I don't like it. It sucks that all the, the juicy, crunchy words to say are the worst to say. I know. They're spicy conversation enhancers, so to speak. Tell me, is it true? Have you both taken care of special ed people? Oh, oh my, my god, god dude. yes can we yes, get into that my re- <laughs> it is on my resume <laughs> oh yeah i'm not gonna say their names but uh no client names i think that's why you guys have such respect but um where i'm from where we're from there there's a company that we're not gonna name but uh the whole thing with this company is you take care of the mentally challenged people you help them with- some are just old call it brembrish some are just old and some are severely i'm sorry i don't know i don't know how else to describe (laughs) no uh, you know what you know what like the technical term used to be that used to be what the technical term is now it's like mentally handicapped mentally disabled whatever yeah so they were mentally disabled and you would get like random clients to take care of and when i signed on I am not bullshitting when I say I literally got the worst of the worst. This dude that I had to take care of was insane. Retarded. Wait, what the fuck? I remember your client. Your client was incredible. Did you guys? I just heard. I something. heard an. I heard an intense noise, but I don't know what it was. Anyway, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, my client was apeshit crazy. Okay, first of all, this guy was mute. He was aggressive. He was addicted to nicotine and. He would constantly ask, is it aspirate when they constantly throw up in their mouth? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like mini pukes and they choke on it. All day, he would literally just puke and then eat it and then puke and then eat it. And um, Was it dangerous for him? It was dangerous for him, but there was nothing they could do. Like, it's just it was just the way he was and there was no teaching him. Like, this guy was severely, uh, what's the word again? Mentally. You can say what. <laughs> He was retarded. But uh, God damn. And the whole thing with this with this job is you would show up to their house and you would just make sure that they they didn't kill themselves, that they just lived. And um, you would feed them, you would uh, put them to bed, give them baths. You know. Let me let me ask you a real question here. Um, Do you think if you're um, especially educated? If you're, if you're, if you're that, <laughs> no, 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 no. some of them are not even especially it. Some of them never went to education of any kind. Some of them are just fucking mentally deficient. If you're that thing, then <laughs> that's <laughs> what, no, you gotta say something. <laughs> if you're a TikTok, then, um, <laughs> let me ask you, are you really going to think about killing yourself? Or no, you, you won't. Well, it wasn't like a suicide thing. It's just more like getting crushed by the refrigerator. Accidental death, yeah. Accidentally choking <laughs> a on a waffle. ice cube or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, were, they weren't trying to kill themselves. No, not actively. The first night I met this guy, <laughs> I pull up to this house, and it's in, in this dark neighborhood, and it's a very mysterious neighborhood. And I get out, and I walk up to the door, and I'm, I'm about to uh, take shift after another guy who was already there. And I walk in. 
and I'm like, hi, my name is Brian and I'm here to, to uh, work my shift. He's like, all right, well, come meet so-and-so. He's uh, in the bathtub right now. So I walk into the bathtub or I walk to the bathroom <laughs> and there, there is a full grown man there. And he's like, in forties completely nude covered in water. Right. He's wet. He's just sitting there and he's, he's wet. And the guy that I'm with, he's like, all right, like, I'm gonna go get some pizza. You mind just watching him? He's just taking a bath. And I walk in there and he's just sitting there splashing away, having a good old time. Right. And I'm standing there and he leaves and the door shuts and it's just me and this, this TikTok. I just say, hi, I'm Brian. And this motherfucker stands up in the bathtub soaking wet and he grabs me by the collar of my shirt and pulls me in. What the fuck? I'm face to face with him and he has bloodshot eyes and he's just going, he's just growling at me. He's just going. <laughs> With his other hand, he just starts hitting the shit out of his head. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. And I try to grab his arm. Is he naked? He's, he's naked. And he has incredible strength. So I, I, I got to stop and I pull myself back. And he just sits back in the tub and just resumes it, just splashing lightly like nothing happened. And this guy, like I said, he was a mute, so he can never talk his mind. But he was all over the place, you know? Didn't that guy used to eat cigarette butts out of the fucking gravel? Yes, he had this uncanny ability to just know where cigarette buds were so like let's say if i was picking them up from the uh the center where they where they like just stayed at or when they like did training things for them and took care of them and tried to educate them and whatnot i would be like all right let's go to my uh, car and while we're walking he'd just take off running you gotta bleep that name dog (laughs) (laughs) he would take off running and then i'm like where the fuck (laughs) is he going i have to chase him (laughs) and then he'd reach into like the (laughs) dark corner and just pick up a, a cigarette butt off the floor and start sucking on it fear <laughs> yes i remember dude you used to be like no no dude, so bartholomew <laughs> bartholomew and so i'd have to stick my hand in his mouth and pry it out and he's tripping balls bloodshot eyes again because all he wants is that sweet sweet nicotine i can't blame him baby yeah and so that was one thing that that i had to deal with this one instance though i, I gotta get into this um we weren't supposed to take our clients to our house, but a lot of the oh, time yeah, I remember this. I yeah, remember. Yeah. A lot of the time I'd get really bored at their house because let's face it, they, they don't they don't have an Xbox. They would just sit <laughs> there and they would watch um P- PBS <laughs> this bullshit. You know, they were never watching Madonna it. tapes on repeat. Yeah, they watching ghost hunters. The teletypes. Yeah, and let's face it, they weren't actually watching it. They they were in this spectacle in their mind, you know, just exploring the deep chasms of the of the membrane. But uh, uh, there were a lot of times where I was just like, you know what? Let's let's go to my house. Let's let's go see what the homies are doing. And at this time, we lived at Hardy Central, the craziest fucking house we ever lived in, Sandy Lane. God damn. Yes, crazy. Well, uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna take my client. I, and I had two clients, by the way, but the other one was super chill. He didn't do anything but watch Three Stooges all day and chill. He was it was never a problem. It was the other guy, Bartholomew, that I had issues with. But um, I took him to my house and I get down and we walk in and um, there's no place for the special. Like it is just a fucking haven of illegal activities and just people being fucks. I walk in and there's some buddies there and you know I introduce them like, hey, this is my client, my clients, client one and two. My first client, the chill one. 
I took him to my room and just let him stand there and look at all my posters. I had my room com- all decorated, and he just sat there and just looked at him. He was completely fine, well behaved, whatnot. Uh, oh fuck! <laughs> I'll bleep that out. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll bleep it out. Um, we. <laughs> Number two, uh, I had to keep him because I, you can't let him out of your sight. You know, I'm just talking. My uncle shows up and he starts tripping balls. You know, he's just he's freaking out because he sees our ashtray. And in our ashtray, there's a bunch of cigarettes, a.k.a. gold for this motherfucker. Like, oh, that's all oh he wants God. in his life. But scattered throughout those cigarettes are joints as well because. We, oh, we smoked, fuck. We smoked plenty of weed in that house. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Let, let's put this on top of the fridge because. We don't want him to get a hold of this. And so he sees it and he's trying to reach it. He's a short guy, so he can't really get it. And he's freaking out, making noises. <laughs> and then my uncle shows up. My uncle, which happens to be the father of uh, Ryan Lyon and Gilgamesh, Tim. And uh, He showed up. How did he show up? What? Our Why dad showed up? He showed up and he, he asked me, he's like, what's wrong with your homie? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uncle, this is my client. Where were you at? <laughs> Yeah, Sandy Lane, Lane, bro. And he just showed up. I don't know why. I think we were doing something with the washing machine or dryer. I don't know. He's like, what's wrong with your homie? And I'm like, uh, he's special. (laughs) Eventually, he he leaves. You're like, he's tripping balls. He's tripping balls. He smoked a little bit too much weed. But, uh... Oh my god. So our uncle leaves and it's just me and Tim. And, um, I think our other roommates, they were off doing their thing. But, uh, Tim's like, hey, I got some salvia. Do you want, do you want to smoke some salvia? And I was like, I looked at my client, and then I looked at my cousin, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's smoke some salvia. So I told you wait, stay wait, right wait. here. Sorry, uh, just one one sec, um, real quick. Real quick, just a, just a quick disclaimer. I did a lot of psychedelics before I joined the military, so I'm just going to put that out there. It was before I joined the Navy. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told my client. Stay right here. And he's just standing in the kitchen. And I, I think he was like sucking his thumb or something. But uh, so I go into my cousin's room, which was the garage at the time. And he's watching some sick ass anime. Do you remember what the name of it was? That one anime you were watching? God damn, dude. There no, there's no way to tell. It's probably Trigun or Cowboy Bebop or something. So we're in there and we start blazing it up. We start smoking some salvia, which... um. I really don't know how to explain it. I, I, I've only smoked it maybe like three or four times, and it never really what hit me DMT-ish. DMT-ish. It's psychedelic. But uh, like I said before, it, it never really hit me too hard. But that night, Mother, mother of God, it just, it just grabbed me by the soul. And so I take a fat fucking rip, right? And then next, th- next thing I know, my entire body and soul is just being dragged to the bottom left whoa i'm just like kind of going back and i'm falling and i can't i'll pull myself up but i just kept going down and i was tripping balls and we're just having a good old time needless to say i forgot that my clients were in the house so i'm like oh fuck i was like i better go check on or uh, i'll censor that it's again it God damn it. It. yeah it's gonna be censored just, just <laughs> yeah you just say for now and don't worry about it because you're just gonna go boop. okay yeah 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 so <laughs> So I walked out of his room. I'm tripping balls, dude. And all I see is my client standing on a chair, reaching into the ashtray on top of the fridge, stuffing his mouth with cigarettes and joints. And I am- Oh my God. (laughs) So I'm like, oh fuck. And so like, I kind of sober up. Not really, because this shit's just like banging right now. And so I, I pull him down 
you know, start ripping the shit out of his, his mouth, bloodshot eyes and all my hands are covered in saliva, dude. And I'm just like freaking out. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, did he eat any of the, any of that bud? And I'm just like, Holy fuck. Like I am going to get fired. I'm going to possibly kill this dude. I don't know what's going on. Dude. Did he not try to bite you at all? Yeah, well, I don't stick my fingers that deep. I just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I stick them in, and then when I fill his teeth with my fingernails, I just kind of start yanking it out. I don't know. It was a horrible experience, and I think I tried to block it. But I get, I take them all out, and this time, he's already tasted the blood, dude. He wants that shit, so he starts freaking out. He starts hitting himself, and he tries to get the chair again. And I'm like, no! So I put it back, and I'm starting to get aggressive with him. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, like the other client's still here. So, like, I go to my room and he's still just sitting there behaving, being a great guy, just chilling, looking at the poster still. I'm like, we got to go. So I grab that client and I get my other client and he's tripping balls, dude. He does not want to go. He just wants those cigarettes. That's all he fucking wants. God damn. And so I'm like, I need to lure him to my truck. I need to get him out of here somehow. <laughs> so then I think, wait a second, Tim has a fancy block of cheese in our fridge that he's been saving for a special occasion. I was a little disappointed. Fancy, fancy cheese. So I open it, and I see the cheese. <laughs> and I don't even know if I told you if I was going to take it or not, but I open it, and I give my client a chunk of it. And <laughs> I was looking at his eyes, and it went from rage to just pure bliss instantly. Oh. In the snap of a finger, he didn't give a fuck about the cigarettes anymore. He just that gives me joy, dude. Honestly, Bro, I'm, gl I'm glad it that gave him cheese joy. was insane. I don't know what it was, and I don't think I've ever seen a, a block of cheese like that ever since. But damn, he loved it, and then he saw it, and then he just he just became a child again. Like he was just happy, and he just wanted more <laughs> cheese. And so I gave him another piece. Same reaction, bliss. He loved it. So, like you see on the cartoons, dude, I literally just drew him out to my truck. One chunk of cheese at a time. Here you go. Boop. Take a couple steps. Want another piece? Here you go, little guy. <laughs> Boop. I'll give it yeah. to you. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> dude he, he doesn't sound that to me dude he was he was a nightmare but uh yeah eventually... dude so ryan i, I gotta say real quick i worked at the same organization as brian did and you know i had a different client i only had one client ever but we all had different clients my my actually we should say our whole family has worked for this organization and so our whole family has some experience with mental health yeah it's surprising how many people in our family Matthew actually worked at the Insane Asylum in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and he saw the most brutal shit out of all of us, probably. And he would be a great person to bring on the podcast later to oh, talk yeah. about his his wild-ass experience. He he can tell you some horribly vivid stories from the mental asylum of violence. No, I, I remember you guys telling me that both of your clients were always really chill for the most part. I love my clients. And like, they were like really cool fellows for them. Um, But sorry, sorry to get you off track, though, Paradox. I just want to mention that. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of that, um, I'm not going to lie. I was a little pissed off that your client was chill as fuck and did right? nothing. And he nice, just sit around and smoke. Nice ass old dude. It's like we're getting the same pay and I'm dealing with this fucking monster. monster. Yeah. Really? <laughs> he was a trip. So give me a second to describe my client. So I'm going to call him Gerald and I'm actually going to stick to that name. <laughs> but <laughs> you piece of shit. You're not going to call him? No. You know his name, Ryan. Don't say it. Um, so let's. Gerald was a nice, <laughs> nice, nice ass old man. He was mentally um, disabled. He had fucking 
uh, probably the intelligence of they they estimated it was the intelligence of probably like a seven seven year old um and so yeah he would have loved baby shark probably but so the dude was obsessed with madonna which i was fine with because i actually kind of like madonna and you know he had he had one cassette tape that he would play on repeat and i would just put put it on side a and play it out and then we put it on side b and play it out and then we put it on side a and play and we i'd play that fucking cassette all day and just once it stopped he'd be like hey tam hey tam Madonna, stop. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, buddy. Yeah, we'll put on some more Madonna. You know, I love Gerald, man, because he's a fucking sweetheart. He was so chill. He was so laid back. I had the easiest client in the universe. Paradox had literally – we would all talk about it, all the different – All the sorry, we got to work that out. Um, <laughs> all the different people who worked at our organization. It's Dembrush, dude. It's blum blur, blur, blur. Blum, blur. You but, see, and that's the thing, dude. While you're sitting there flipping Madonna tapes, chilling out with your client, I'm over here fucking wrestling him while he's pay. completely Doesn't fucking matter. naked. Yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of the luck of the trade. But uh, and, going and you back, know what? Gerald would wipe his own ass. You did not yeah. have that. Gerald would take his own shower. You did not have that. Nope. Nope. Now I do have one bad story with Gerald. <laughs> Laid on us. But but oh oh okay one more sweetheart story with Gerald real quick and then the bad story. So Gerald loved Wells Fargo's um calendar because it had the Lone Star Girl and she is basically like a fucking mascot that Wells Fargo used in one of their calendars and it's just like probably a bank teller who's kind of cute uh-huh. and, and it's this like brunette girl who wears like a Lone Star Ranger black mask like a bandito mask and dresses like a cowgirl. And he said, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, what's her name? He's like, whatever, Jeanette. And um, I'm like, oh, really? That's your girlfriend? He's like, we got to go meet her someday. you know. And he was really into trains. He was really into the Old West. And so he would have probably fucking loved Red Dead too. <laughs> but I oh digress. My God. But I used to take him to the train car at Hillcrest Park in Clovis, New Mexico all the time. And he would God. love that shit. He loved that shit. I would take him to the uh, rail yards over there by the BNSF museum area where the where the trains pull in, and I would show him the trains, and we'd walk around by the tracks, and then we, you know, and and he was a guy who his his nicotine his his tobacco was soda pop, so he would lose his fucking shit. He'd be like, "Hey Tim, I want a soda. I want a coke. I want a coke." And he was severely obese and severely diabetic. And so we couldn't give him sugar. We weren't allowed to. It was in our orders. It was do not allow him to consume sugar. He will die. And so you can't buy him a fucking Coke. So I'd buy him a gigantic, huge diet fucking Coke so he could have all the sugar-free poison he wants. Damn. See, at least you have pleasant experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as I gave him a – as long as I gave him a soda pop once in a while, diet soda pop once in a while – he was the happiest man in the world, and so so very chill client. You had a nightmare, and you know you weren't the only one in our family to have um, Bartholomew. You you know Matt actually had Bartholomew as a yes. client before you. Yes, my older brother, our older brother, me and Ryan's older brother Matt actually took care of Bartholomew before him, and so we are very familiar. That fella is is notorious for being difficult to take care of notorious like i said he was the worst of the worst but uh going back to the night where i had to uh lure him out with the blocks of cheese so eventually i get him to my my truck right and you know i sit him inside the truck 
and I buckle him up and I give him, you know, one more congratulatory cheese. Like, here you go. We made it. Good job. <laughs> and then I realize I don't have my fucking truck keys, bro. So I'm like, oh my God. And this guy is known to elope. He just runs, dude. He runs away. He'll run. In- God damn it. No street smarts. He would literally just run into a household and, you know, people don't know what the fuck he's about. So it's dangerous all around. So I couldn't leave him out there. You don't think Bartholomew can handle his own? No. Oh. Dude, imagine, imagine a dude the size, because Bartholomew is an imposing individual. Big boy, dude. He's a big boy. He's a thick, muscly looking Latino man. Thick. He he actually has a bit of a cholo uh, mustache and yeah, and he up. made chimp noises and like imagine <laughs> to, to your average citizen that's terrifying, dude. Like I said, <laughs> I didn't have my car keys, so I had to lure him back inside the house with cheese. I had to lure him all the way back. My other clients chilling in the truck listening to music. I don't know. And mind you, the whole time I'm still tripping fucking balls, right? Go inside, grab the keys, lure him back out, and I literally run out of cheese at the very last second. So I, I had the perfect amount of cheese for this entire experience. Um, sobered up and drove us home. And that is definitely one of the craziest experiences I had at that place with them. Another experience I had with them, and I hope you don't mind me continuing with this, Ryan. I know I'm talking about uh, my client a lot, but uh, no, no worries. This one time, we were in Walmart, and every Wednesday, you would take them shopping to get them groceries for their house, right? Well, we went to Walmart, and, you know, all the clients are there. You're just shopping. You see everybody because, you know, they want you to take them out and do their thing. And we're shopping, so everything's going good. And we get to the cash register, and I'm scanning shit. And the day before I took them to Walmart, my manager told me, she's like, listen, you need to be strict with them. Like, you can't let him have whatever he wants. If he wants something and you know he doesn't need to have it there, just be strict with them and don't let him have it. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do that. So we're at the cash register and we're checking out. And he walks over to the coolers and he opens it and he grabs a Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, Bartholomew, no, no soda. <laughs> so I grab it and I put it back. He starts growling like a beast. He goes and he grabs it again. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, say, I say, no. Bartholomew. We got to keep this in. We got to keep this in. It's hilarious. <laughs> Bartholomew. I put it back in, right? And I'm getting a little frustrated with them because, like I said, the day before, my manager said, be strict with them. And then he grabs it again and he's getting pissed, dude. He's biting his arm and he's hitting himself in the head. And I grab that shit from him. And the next thing you know is instead of letting it go, he yanks it from me. And then God. I grab that shit back from him. And next thing you know, we're fucking wrestling, dude. And we <laughs> both fall to the floor wrestling for a Dr. Pepper in the middle of Walmart. Oh, my God. And I'm, I had, I start to summon my own retard strength, dude. And I pull that shit away. Yeah. And he's just, he just kind of backs up. He's like, damn, dude. I was like, all right. He became intelligent there for a little bit. Do you think that he respected your dominance, your alpha I think he respected energy? it for like maybe a microsecond. And then he went back okay. to his primal instinct. But primal, I pull okay. it away. I'm like, no. You know what? I like that description of someone who's mentally disabled. It's almost like they're primal, huh? It's like they're animalistic, huh? They're animalistic, and the term ignorance is bliss has never been more relevant. Like, these guys, they don't look sad. They don't look angry or yeah. depressed. Well, you did tell me he was punching himself in the head. Well, that was just kind of like 
it was just kind of like his way of telling you, hey, I'm fucking beating the shit out of myself. Give me that Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so while we're walking out of Walmart, dude, while we're walking out of Walmart, I look back and I see a bunch of fucking clients and coworkers just looking at me after this exchange. So we get in the vehicle, I give them some bubble gum and we drive home. That oh later God. on later on that day, I get a call from my manager. She's like, um, what happened to Walmart? I was like, uh, well, Bartholomew wanted a Dr. Pepper, and I know he's not supposed to drink soda, so I didn't let him have it. <laughs> like, what really happened? I was like, well, you know, he wanted it, and he kept getting it, so we're struggling. We both fell to the floor. We're wrestling for it. And then she's like, if he wanted it that bad, instead of putting on that scene, you should have just gave him the Dr. Pepper. And I told her, you said not to give him what he wants, whatever he doesn't need it, to be strict with him. She's like, well, in that situation, you know, you don't want to do that. She's yeah. like, you got so many complaints That's that not day fair. from fellow coworkers. You can defend yourself. And I was like, well, you tell me one fucking thing, bitch, and you want me to do another thing? Of course yeah, I didn't say no. that. But... You literally obeyed orders to the T. You're like, she said don't let him have a fucking Dr. Pepper or something. Needless to say, I let that motherfucker do whatever <laughs> he wanted after that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to an extent. Why not? There was this one time where he started you just – can't injure him, that's for sure. Double fist. Yeah. There was this one time where, um, you know, I was on that same wavelength, like I don't give a fuck. But, you know, I'm still taking care of him, mind you. I'm not just letting him smear shit all over the walls or anything. <laughs> but uh, we're eating – and um, he just starts chugging a hot bowl of salsa because this motherfucker has no feeling in his I don't, in his, his esophagus. I don't know what it was, but it doesn't affect him. No. And so you know, I'm like, put that shit down, and I have to tie up. I have to tie up the fridge closed with a sock because he'll just go in there and just start eating slices of cheese with the plastic on. He can't get the sock off. No, I'm telling you, dude. Like or the plastic. Okay. <laughs> what, Ryan? Or the plastic from the cheese. <laughs> Yeah, he eats it all in like one <laughs> combo. But uh, you know, I can I can literally go on for days about this guy. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think the audience will love it too. It's fascinating. Extremely fascinating. These individuals have brains that just don't work like ours, and we got to understand it's a different world entirely. I'd work from twelve p.m. to twelve a.m. and you know we'd just be sitting there in the living room. You know, sometimes he wouldn't want to go to sleep and. I'd be sitting there watching TV and he'd just be sitting in the corner, just not even watching TV in his own mind. You know, he'd start laughing. You could tell like his, his, his eyeballs were moving back and forth. He was just, he was on just like some kick. And do you think he's experiencing some kind of narrative somehow in his head? I mean, he might be, but I, like I said before, he, he didn't look sad. He didn't look like he was living a terrible life. And for the most part, I did my best to take care of him and, once I eventually got fired because I, I skipped school or not school. I skipped work in order to trip balls. I did. I literally did a no call, no show to go watch Harry Potter on shrooms. The time we went and, and it went horrible, horrible. It went bad. Okay. We got to tell this story. We got to tell this mushrooms fucking Harry Potter. And it was Harry Potter in the order of the Phoenix, I believe. Right. Or it was, was it the darker ones? I don't know exactly. I believe what it was, was if it wasn't Order of the Phoenix, it was a Deathly Hollow, and either of them are dark as fuck. You know, that's when Harry Potter stopped being like fun and just like griffins and bullshit. You know? Yeah. So I was scheduled to work one night, and um, me and Tim, uh, we got a visit from his older brother Stilts, who came in from out of town, and he had a bag of mushrooms, and it was us and some other friends, and you know, we were just like, you know what, let's. Let's have a good time. And this was back at Sandy Lane still. 
um, Party Central. And I decided myself to take seven grams of mushrooms, which, if you know anything about it, is a fucking lot. That's a lot. For That's anyone. A That's a lot for a large man. Yeah, and I'm a, and I'm a small a large guy. Man. And, um, you know, I was pretty fucking crazy during these times, so I decided I'm going to take each gram with... <laughs> Shrek, uh, with with a different condiment. <laughs> so uh, I would eat one gram with like mustard. I would eat another gram with ranch. <laughs> another gram with fucking ketchup, and it was just it was horrible. Are you kidding? Yeah. You're putting condiments on your mushrooms, bro. Each gram, I tried a different condiment. Did um, any work? Um, I well, think yeah. I think the ranch mustard. tasted pretty good. The mustard, really? it, was, it was the mustard that tasted good. I think yeah, mustard yeah. would work. The yeah, vinegar yeah. would cut. Like through the poison taste. Yeah, and so uh, do you remember how much you took that night, Tim? Oh God, I think is that the embarrassing night for me? It's probably an embarrassing night for me. I don't, I don't remember. There's one night when I ate too much and I got embarrassed, and yeah, I don't think that's the night. But uh, either way, we took a fuck ton, and we decided, hey, let's go watch Harry Potter. And so that's what we did. And mind you, this was a night that I was supposed to be working the whole time. I'm getting phone calls on my fucking cell phone and I'm just ignoring them because, you know, at the time, I just didn't give a fuck. No idea. I remember, too, because you were like, you know, what? fuck it. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. And um, God damn. so we go to the theaters and I remember walking in my cousin Stilts, their older brother. He looks at me and is like, whatever you do, Paradox, don't run out of the theater screaming. And I was like, I won't. <laughs> I won't. And so we walk in, and oh. instantly, bro, the carpet's just warping, morphing. It's tripping out, and it's making me trip out. We eventually get some seats, and we're sitting in the far back, right? And um, it's hitting me, bro. It is hitting me hard. And um, when the movie first started, like during the uh, the previews, were you tripping at that time, Tim? Oh, a hundred percent. Before the previews set in, I was already feeling like the swimmy textural vibes of the vision. You know, like. Early Mushroom Trips vibes. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, what, what movie were y'all watching? Harry Potter and either um, Order of the Phoenix or The Deathly Hollows, but it was one of the darker movies. Yeah. And uh, at the time, I never even watched a single Harry Potter movie. I just went for the experience. It was awful. One thing I remember is during the previews, I started tripping and, you know, the lights went out and then, you know, like between each preview, it's completely silent and it shows the disclaimer or whatever, like of all the movies. Yeah. Every time it went silent, bro, I would just listen to every sound in the theater, people breathing, people eating popcorn. Interesting. I've never heard about this side of the story. Honestly, And it was driving me crazy, dude. The silence was deafening. And every time it would go silent, I felt obliged to make noise. Like, I just like, I got to do something. So like, I would I would rustle some popcorn or just like kind of like wiggle a bag of sour candy. I wasn't even eating it because I had no appetite. You're like, I have to join in this chorus of fucking cacophony. Yeah. And like whenever there was other sounds going on, it was fine. But the silence was just killing me. So I'm like that the whole time. And the previews can't end soon enough. There was like a thousand, it felt like, at the time. And um, the movie starts. And naturally, I have no idea what's fucking going on. I don't remember anything. All I remember was this specific scene where Harry Potter's just like sitting there talking to somebody. And he starts to grow large. And he starts to grow larger than the screen is. I remember. It was horrifying. 
4D, dude, and it's sticking out. It's coming out to the crowd. We I'm all like, felt this. Yeah, we all felt it. We all, all we all felt that characters were like jutting <laughs> forward at us. It was horrifying. It was awful. Yes, it felt like it really happened. It felt like it really happened. I remember backing up into the seat, and I'm just pushing myself. We were all like scooting back like, oh, fuck. Like It felt like there was like a 3D vibe going on. It was not welcome. It was not nice. Yeah, and so a couple of our friends who went with us, who only took maybe like a gram or two, were having the time of their life. They were fine. They were just sitting there, smiles on their faces, like, oh my god, this is great. And me, Tim, we were like, we are just in fear, (laughs) And I remember this specific scene, and I don't know what it was, but Harry Potter, he like vanished and appeared somewhere else. And it was really loud and sudden, and it felt like I did that. Like, I vanished and appeared with them. And I was like, oh! And I was freaking out, and I had the sensation that I needed to get the fuck out of there. I wanted to run. And I remember thinking back to right before the movie started where he told me, whatever you do, don't run out of there screaming. And I'm just, like, dying. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And so I'm dying to get out of there, dude. And, you know, the whole time, it's very intense. And the whole thing about doing a no-call, no-show is on the back of my mind. So it's a fuck fest. Oh, yeah. You're a little anxious from work. I'm, I'm very anxious. And, like, right when I'm about to fucking get out and run, my cousin leans over to me. And he's like, hey, dogs, do you want to leave? And I was like, yes. Because he was on the same wavelength as me to where this shit is too much. He was feeling intense. Intense. He was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not down. So we get up and we leave and our poor friends who are enjoying the movie, they're like, what the hell? Like, we're enjoying this. And we're like, no, we got to go. We have got to get out of here. <laughs> we're like, you don't understand. Yeah. People don't understand. Unless you've actually done it, you do not understand. We get into this small little minivan and we're stuffed, stripping balls, and it's a freezing frigid night. And we start driving home. And I don't know if you remember this, Tim, but I jumped a curb. And so he like us to pull over to the side and we all just have to take a breather. You know, fresh out of what felt like a a war zone. And we just kind of like take a second to catch our breath and we eventually go home. And um, I think we just like watch Planet Earth for like three hours straight or something like that. But (laughs) that was a night that I will never forget during times where I just didn't give a fuck. But yeah, that was the night that got me fired from the job in which I took care of clients. And um, the crazy thing is about a year or two later, well past getting fired, I saw my client, Bartholomew, in the mall. <laughs> he was with his his new caretakers. And still losing his shit. No, no, no. He was he was well behaved at the time, but I was like awestruck. I was like, oh my God, there he is. And I saw him and he looked at me and I waved. And blankness, just nothing. He just looks No, away. no, that's not what I wanted to hear, man. Walks off into the shadows. Just, just a, a figment of his past. And he just Man, damn it. All Fuck. those incredible memories on my end. And nothing. It was just my imagination. Running away from me. Me. Anyway, um, do any of you fellas have any closing thoughts? Damn, dude, that is that is some mm. deep shit. And I, I feel I feel that attachment to uh, you know, people that I've served before. You know, like I've worked in hospice care and you know, had to work with people who are about to die in the Navy during my medical experience and you know, coming across death, it really, it really does help a lot in a lot of ways. It's like it really helps to confront that fear of death early on, mm-hmm. and and I think in a lot of ways I'm more prepared for death than even my parents or grandparents because I've thought about these things and I, you know, I'm con- I'm confident that no matter whether there's a God or not, that I've, you know, I'm gonna do my best to be a good person and and I don't think I should have anything to fear if whether there's a God or not, you know. 
as long as you're trying your best to be a good person, then when you die, you should feel fulfilled as long as you did what you felt like you wanted to do. And I've done a lot of what I wanted to do. So absolutely. But it's just more of a fear of what's going to happen with the people that we love that we're leaving behind yeah. rather than ourselves. I think I think if if you were to ask anyone, what is the biggest fear of death? What is the biggest fear you have of death? It's it's almost always the fear of the pain that you're going to cause to your loved ones. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the driving fear of death. And I think that mostly everyone else, everyone's almost okay with their own death in a lot of ways. But they, they even if they haven't had time to reflect on that and realize it, I think most people are going to get to that point and they die and they're going to realize like, I'm okay with death. But like, damn, did I do everything I could to make sure they were okay? Like, you don't want to have that regret at the end of the day, you know? You want to make Absolutely. sure you did everything you could. I think this was a fan-fucking-tastic first episode. Oh, seriously, dude. Uh, even if you have to, you know, you're going to have to chop and screw, whatever, edit out some bits, whatever. But um, great podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, this is going to be a, a longer format podcast. Generally, you know, we'd like to keep it to an hour. Let's say if we're not on a roll like now, naturally, being the first episode, we have so much in our mind and so many things we want to share with y'all that this is well over an hour. But um, like my cousin Tim said before, we're not going to stick exactly to the one hour mark, but it'll be between an hour and fuck it. Two. two. Hours. Who knows? I think one to two is beautiful. Yes. And um, as you already heard tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep it 100 with you. We're going to tell it like it is. We're going to reveal a lot of things about ourselves that sketchy crazy absolutely fucking nuts but you know it's it's who we are it's what made us to who we are today definitely we're gonna try to get some guests on here if you've listened to this all the way through you want to be a guest on here just hit one of us up do you have any plugs tim and ryan yeah um ryan lion wireworks um follow me just ryan lion on instagram hit me up i'm down to do some custom work or just see what i have available and um, we'll work something out and for me, I don't have anything to shout out, so just fucking chill, bruh. <laughs> chill, bruh. You you could find Tim here, and um, believe me, this motherfucker has plenty of things to say, and we are just getting started on the Unnamed Podcast. Um, in regards to Ryan Lyon, definitely check out his Instagram. He has in Goodness, we haven't even mentioned. That hasn't been brought up once. Ryan Lyon, by the way, Ryan Senna is an artiste. He's a craftsman of sorts. He makes jewelry. He makes jewelry that he crafts with his own fucking fingers and maybe a couple tools. But he mostly makes jewelry out of wires. He's able to braid and combine wires of precious metals together with raw stones or polished and cut stones and make custom jewelry out of them. And he makes some really incredible shit. It's well above any fine, complicated knot work that you could ever look up. It's It's like knots plus knots are bullshit compared to this super unique stuff and i think next time we start we could kind of delve into that because i did want to talk about that we got to get into an art cast yeah 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 so we'll talk about that next time in regards to my plugs you can find me here on this podcast as well my youtube channel is paradox and friends i haven't uploaded at all recently but i definitely want to get back into it and um yeah we're gonna try to make this a weekly reoccurring thing over time, I'm pretty sure it'll get much better if you listen to any of these podcasts. The first few episodes are rough, so bear with us. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think we are done. Adios, boys. I'm about to go get some Taco Bell. <laughs>